شفيعنا وإمامنا سيدنا محمد الصادق الأمين وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين وبارك وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا Respected and dear listener of مرك الصحابة The voice of أهل السنة والجماعة Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh Once again with me Zakaria Samir And your program Ma'allah And we're starting uh, today's episode Insha'Allah With the reminder Firstly I thank the Almighty Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala For his great namas Great favors It doesn't matter how I look at it but it matters, what matters, that it is there for me and I must benefit it, get the benefit from it and thank the one who has given it to me, free of charge. I don't pay absolutely nothing, but he, the Almighty, with his mercy, with his generosity, with his power, he gives it to me and he grants it to me free of charge. Not only that, with love, he supports me and you, respected listener, and the motive behind that is love. If you know how much Allah loves you, you will always, you will always keep on thanking him. Because, yani from my own perspective, I see that we don't deserve that amount of love from Allah. But Allah with His mercy, the one who has created us, the one who has made this world for us for a certain period of time, deserves thanking in every pump of your heart. SubhanAllah. In every, in every blink of your eyes, he deserves a thanks. And even if you do that, you are not going to fulfill for whatever he has given us at all, at all. So I thank you, Almighty, 
I thank you. And I am being a bit more greedy for your favors. And I ask you of more. Give me more. More and more and more. And give the entire nation of your generosity, of your love, and of your greatness. La ilaha illallah wahdahu la sharika lah. Lahu al-mulk walahu al-hamd. Yuhyi wa yumit. وهو حي لا يموت وهو على كل شيء قدير You know respected listener as I have mentioned to you on a couple of occasions now it's going to be many occasions that we Muslims believers of Allah and his books and his prophets and the angels and the day of Qiyamah, and the Qada, and everything that we are supposed to believe in, we believe in it. We believe in it. We believe in it voluntarily, we believe in it. As long as we are Muslims, we are submitting to you, Allah. And we go according to what you have implemented on us. And amongst what you have implemented on us, O Allah, is that we hear what your Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam has directed us to do. We must follow him. That's what you said, O Almighty. And we are trying our level best to follow the best of your messengers that is none other but Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Sayyidina Muhammad ibn Abdullah. And what Rasulullah, the Prophet of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, has told us, respected listener, will be appearing in this hadith that I am going to discuss with you, inshaAllah. It was narrated that Abu Hurairah, may Allah be pleased with him, said, that the Messenger of Allah, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, said, It is good to have one's Islam to leave what he does not, what does not concern him. Narrated by Tirmidhi and others. So what, what Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam is saying, that it is good it is good that a Muslim would leave what does not concern him about the other Muslim or about the other non-Muslim, about the Muslim or about the non-Muslim means you concern or you should actually be concerned about your own business, about your own work about your own concerns, like your children is your concern, your wife is your concern, your mother is your, and your father, your brothers and your sisters are your concern, because this is one family, and it is of your concern to be worried about yourself first, then about your wife, then about your children, then about your family, 
then about your neighbors, then about your friends, and it carries on like this, respected listener. Eventually, if you do that, and you try to correct, recorrect, recorrect, let's use that, recorrect our intentions, our actions, gently and softly. Gently and softly. Now, why should we do that? Aren't we the one who stands on the truth? Haq? Yes, we are. But that does not give you the right to go and pull people and force people and be violent to people. For whatever reason it is, you have no right whatsoever. When when man went off the track and started shedding blood and started destructions in this planet, started polluting the planet, started using the wealth of the planet, not concerned about anything else, wanting to fill his pockets with money and have more wealth, more and more and more. When his focus was wealth, then he forgot about every other manners. He forgot about the human rights. Yes, respected listener. He forgot about human rights and he started oppressing here and there. Then the mountains, see the mountains that we are. We are steady on this earth because of mountains, respected listener, maybe if you don't know that. The mountains that are on this, the surface of this earth is what stabilizes earth. Earth is shaky. Earth is still liquid underneath, respected listener. Either it is full of lava, that is liquid, or full of water, and that is liquid. So the whole entire earth sits on liquids. Only the shell from the outside, which is steady. But those liquids affects this ground and it's making it shaky but what stabilizes it are the mountains and even Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has mentioned that in the glorious book the Quran he has mentioned that when the mountains saw what mankind have done and still doing to this planet, they spoke to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And they said, oh Allah, give us permission that we collapse on mankind and we vanish him completely. As he did not appreciate what you have granted him. And he misused it. Give us a chance, O oh Allah, we vanish mankind. And then 
the seas, you know, that 73% of this whole entire planet is water. So it is more, far more, than the 25 or 27% of ground that we sit on and we live on. The, the water is much more powerful than earth, than the ground. Haven't you heard of tsunamis and what the tsunamis can do in a, in a, in a period of five minutes to seven minutes? It can cause lots of destruction. Destruction that you can sit and repair for years and years of your life and you're not going to be able to bring those ones who died back to life. Powerful, powerful type of a, uh, 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 weapon that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uses sometimes as weapon and uses it as uh, favors to mankind as we without water we cannot survive respected listener and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has told us about the, 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 the importance of water that he has created every living being every living being from water yes water is such a such a power that we cannot imagine how powerful is water if it is used as a calamity i mean come on if you if you see some little bit of heavy rain and you see the effects of heavy rain only you will understand what I'm saying. Whether it's heavy or it is nil, in both sides, water can be used as destruction. I remember the time we were facing some problems about lack of water in the, in the, in the dams of Johannesburg. How much I was worried. I was very much worried, respected listener. Personally, I'm talking about, while many others were not, and they thought that it's a joke. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala heard our cries and he sent us back water and sent us back rain so our, our animals do not die and our children do not die and we don't die and earth doesn't die. The seas, even the seas, said to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Oh Allah, give me the chance, give me the permission. I'll attack mankind and I will demolish him as he did not appreciate what you have granted him. And thereafter, earth itself, earth itself that we came from, our mother, our mother, our mother is earth, respected listener. The soil came from earth. Although earth refused in the beginning to give some of its soil for man to be created. As it said that how can part of me be a reason of my destruction? No, I'm not going to give soil. Day after Sayyidina Jibreel took from all types, colors, 
and venues of soil to make and create Sayyidina Adam with. That's why Sayyidina Adam, when he came, he did not come with one color only, one nation only. All the nations came from Sayyidina Adam, our father. All nations, Japanese, Africans, Indians, Russians, Chinese, all those people are coming from one. How? Through the soil. The soil was in different colors, different textures, different, many difference in it. And it created one man. Sayyidina Adam, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Even earth said to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, oh Allah, give me permission. Give me permission as I open and swallow every human on this earth as he did not appreciate you and he did not appreciate and be thankful to you and he started destructing everything. Give me the permission to vanish him. The Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said to them, leave him alone. See what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, with all what mankind is doing, he said to the earth, to the mountains, and to the seas, leave him alone, as you haven't created him. You did not create him. I am the creator. I am the creator. And his concerns are mine. Not for you to decide what you want. And I'm going to give you the permission of doing that. No. Not according to your understanding. Not according to your judgment. Not according to your ways. I am the creator. And by my honor, if mankind comes to me after he has created so much of mischiefs and corruption asking me for forgiveness i would forgive him i would forgive him the problem here or the issue here is not about forgiving no it's about you cannot force anyone to do something that you like or you cannot force someone to not to do not to do something that you dislike you are not his creator you did not create him you did not create her it isn't of your concern it isn't of your concern not only you but everybody Everybody, even when Rasulullah, see, we're talking about the best of his creation now. When Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam used to feel hurt, when he sits and talks with people and they don't respond to him, he used to feel hurt. His heart used to cry. But come on, come on now. And, and they remember that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam did not force anyone to believe in what he believed in. He could not force anyone. 
and he has no right to force no one. And as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in the Holy Quran, La ikraha fiddeen. La ikraha fiddeen. It isn't an advice. This statement, La ikraha fiddeen, that means that there is no force to follow deen. There is no force to follow deen. What is it? An advice? No, it isn't an advice. It's a statement that our deen does not contain any force. Does not contain, does not have power of forcing anybody. Try to understand it. It isn't that it's an advice from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala telling us don't force. No, he is saying that this deen does not have force does not have force that you must follow this and follow that. It is you who decides. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows what you're going to decide. Subhanallah. Even before you was coming out of your mother's home, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knew, knew he is alimul ghaybi wa shahada. He knows the unseen that you don't know and you won't know. And no one else knows. It is only in the knowledge of the Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. How many times, how many expectations that we have, how many judgments that we have done, how much of humiliating eye that we had towards other people. Well, we don't know what is going on. I will end this speech or this reminder with a story, the story of a king, let's say a king, yes, who was a good man, a good judge, a fair one. So one day he told his ministers, I want to go down with you into the market and see the people in the areas without them noticing me. We need to go undercover. I want to see with my own eye how the people are living and how are they dealing with their matters. So they were walking in the market, the three of them, the, the governor and uh, his two ministers. They were walking. Suddenly they found some people around something. They cannot see it through. So, but when the time they, they, arri they arrived to that crowd, everybody left. And it appeared that they were around a dead body. Someone died in the market. Nobody helped him. Nobody carried him to take him to his house. Nobody assisted the dead man at all. The governor was very shocked. Why people did this to this man? So, the king asked one man passing by. He said, come here. Who is this man? He said, this man was a known man here amongst us. And he died today. He said, died? So why nobody helped him? Nobody, why nobody took him to his house? 
to make the ghusl to him and bury him the appropriate way. Why you left him like this on the street? He said, no, but this man was a drunkard. And he was a sinner. Used to go to nightclubs and all that and used to be friends with prostitutes. The governor carried the man with the other two ministers and asked somebody to lead them to where the house of this man is. So they carried the man and they took him to his house. No one else tried to assist or help. And the time they arrived at the house, the lady opened the door. The governor asked her, do you know this man? She started crying straight away. And she said, yes, of course. This man was my husband. He was the best man ever. She said, how come you say that, that? While all the people in the market said that he was a drunkard. She said, they don't know the truth. They only looked from the outside. So the governor told her, how, so how do you explain this? She said, that he used to go to the liquor store. And he used to buy with all his money the liquor bottles. And he will come home and he will break it all and spill it on the ground. And when I asked him, why are you doing that? He said, I'm saving. I'm saving somebody of buying these bottles and getting drunk and getting a son. He said, okay. What about him being a friend to the prostitutes? She said, yes. He used to go to the prostitutes to help them, give them the money that they have. And he used to tell them, okay, I will give you this amount. And today you don't receive no customers. You don't care for any man. And they used to love him a lot. But the people did not know. They only judged from the outside. They don't know what is from the inside. Because we don't have the power to see that. So if we don't have the power to see the inside, how can we make a judgment on the outside? May the Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us all the ability and the strength to keep to our own concerns, to keep to our own concerns and don't judge anybody. Ameen. Ya Rabbal Alameen. WhatsApp us on 084-786-3132.